Okay, so we are doing a phone Q&A with Leash Rutherford. Just hit and call here. Hi, you there? I'm here. Perfect. How's the how's the sound for you? Um, it's all right. It's a bit quiet. Okay, I'll lean in a bit. What about what about there? Is that better? Yeah, yeah, that's better. Okay, sweet. So, um, you've got a GSP pup that's. A bit over the top around other dogs, eh? Yeah, so he's, um, when he starts out, he seems to be fine and it's nice and calm. And then it kind of like a switch turns and he just sort of, I don't know, we're not sure if it's aggression, but he sort of jumps up and causes a bit of havoc. Yep. Yep. Gets all, yeah, is, is it... Does it sort of look like halfway between play, like real boisterous play, like bit of growling, but it's not full on aggressive, but it's like real sort of rough and tumble um, boy puppy play type stuff? Is it? Yeah, that's that's a good way of describing it. Yeah, it's very rough play. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so, what have you done with the pup training wise? Well, we've obviously been using the Palmico. Um, yeah, okay. With the socialising and stuff, we took him to the puppy preschool just to sort of get lots of interaction with other pups. Um, and he's also had a bit of interaction with sort of family, friends, dogs, and things like that. So there's been quite a lot going on as well. Yeah, okay. It's interesting you say that about the puppy preschool. Did that... Did he get a bit of off-leash, quote-unquote, socialisation there? Um, so it was sort of a smallish environment. And yep. then, yeah, it was. So we dropped the lead for about five minutes or so, and then we'd go and get them, have a chat, and then drop the lead again. So, yeah, it was, it was free roam, but it was quite a small area. Yeah. Did they, were they going pretty hard out? He was, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. And yeah, and that's often where these things can start. And I do, I have worked with a lot of people over the years who, like if anything, um, I've seen a link with people that go to puppy preschools that end up having more socialise socialising issues than people that don't. Um um, that's for sure. But, um, but anyway, so, okay. So he had that, that early sort of off leash, um, blasting around. And so, so he went pretty hard out in that early off leash socializing. And I guess you weren't really told to step in and correct it or do anything about it. Right. It was just sort of let them go for it. Was it? Yeah, yeah. So um, the vet nurses were sort of controlling and watching the play, but sort of the owners, yeah, we were kind of told just to sit back and 
you know, let them roam and just interact. Yeah. So we didn't know otherwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that they're not good, but I definitely think some are probably better than others. And, and 100%, like, like I said, I do have people come to me and saying, oh, I'm having issues with my pup and I took it, we took it to puppy preschool and it done this and now it's in. I mean, it, it doesn't, and we'll get to more conclusion stuff more than just talking about, you know, why puppy preschool doesn't work in a minute. But, um, if it worked, you shouldn't be having this problem, you know, like the whole idea of puppy preschool and just go a few times and let your pup blast around with all the other pups and all your problems are solved. That doesn't work. And from my experience, it often solves, often causes more problems than it even solves, you know, but, um, but look, I mean, so how old is he now? It's super early. So he's, um, I'm sure it'll be no worries at all getting on top of it. How old was he? Four months. Yeah, yeah. So he's sixteen weeks now. Okay. Um, yeah, it's funny. Um, I'm actually um, doing some filming with a dog. We were do- filming today for the first time with a dog for the remedial um, section of the Palmico Dog Guide, um, and it's just this exact same thing. Um, she she's an older dog. She's like five, and she's real full on around other dogs. And it's kind of escalated to the point where the owner can't walk her on a lead. She's a big, like, they don't even know she was a rescue dog, but she looks like sort of maybe a Staffy, Sharpay, Pitbull, something else cross, you know, like a big bully thing. Um, She's absolutely lovely, but somewhere along the way she started creating that habit of just being really intense and social interactions with other dogs very similar to what you're talking about instead of just wanting to play she's gets growly and dominant and puts her chin over top of the other dog and it escalates real quick and um yeah he's just got to the point where it's a huge issue um and she pulls on the leash and all of that sort of stuff so we're actually going to make a series of videos on fixing her and we've got a heap of good footage on that today um and we're also going over some really similar things, some videos going into part three of the Palmico Dog Guide um, with Miko with a situation where she's developed a bit of a habit of jumping up at other people and, and I'm already getting on top of it straight away. Um, but that what you're dealing with, that type of thing, um, you know, overexcitement, borderline aggression real rough play just way too much intensity and not being able to get on top of it um and it's the exact same thing with miko jumping up it's all about pressure on what you don't want praise on what you do want but with some of the situations and it's a real classic with this older dog that we were filming with today and she's just the perfect dog for me to make these videos with um the timing and like it's a whole nother layer deeper than what we've gone over in the first couple of parts of the Palmico dog guides. Um, and it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's just really fine tuning the application, applicating and releasing of pressure and praise and reading the dog and catching the signals super, super early. Um, and just sort of turning around the momentum of some of these things that, start getting worse and worse 
uh, and just turning it around and, and getting it better and better again. There's no instant quick fix, but it's just about changing the handling, you know, and turning it around and, and getting it moving in the other direction. So, um, and and I think with what you're talking about here, it's probably, oh, it is, it's a classic case of there's nothing I can really say in a over the phone or in a Q&A or, 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 you know, in a message or anything like that. Um, but I definitely, yeah, I definitely think these next few videos that are going to come out probably over, oh, the next week to, to two weeks, we'll get the first couple of them up and you'll start having some stuff that I think will really make sense for you in dealing with this um, situation. Um, and then we can even maybe okay. come, come back and talk about it and I can refer to some of the stuff in that. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it will, um, it's really good to watch it, like, visually see what's going on as well to sort of, um, you know, understand the timing of things. It's much easier. Yeah, it is. And it's it's really fine-tuning the handling stuff. I was writing, I was doing some writing for it um, over the weekend. Um, and then as I was sort of writing it and then thinking about it and then I filmed with this dog today, um, and with what Miko's been developing a habit of jumping up at other people just because of the way, um, just, just issues with people's timing when they're handling her. And I've actually got a lot of it on film too, but I'm sort of writing about it and then, and then I'll do like those scripted voiceover type things that a lot of the Palmiko dog guides like and then I've actually got the shots of people doing it and Miko reacting to it to lay straight over top of all of that and explain it all um you know with the footage over top of it it's really hard to explain it but you know like in text or words without actually showing it um like we were I was just doing it for like two hours today um it was actually my cousin's dog a cousin of mine that I haven't seen in years but um, um, we were we were filming it and talking about it and working with this dog for like two hours today, you know. And now it's sort of our job to try to render that down as much as we can and put it in a nice, um, easy to understand short video on the Palmico Dog Guide. But um, um, I guess to give you something, try to give you something that you can work on straight away. It's really that sort of thing is you do have to correct it, you know. Um, and you have to correct it super early too, you know. Yeah. And um, and then it's. A I think that's. Um... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah, I think that's kind of why we wanted to sort of reach out now while he's still young, so we can sort of. Um get it under control sooner rather than later because he's obviously going to become quite a big dog once he's fully grown. So if we can catch it now, um, I guess it's kind of our, our ultimate goal. For sure, yeah, and it's super early. And, and yeah, I think, um, yeah, you're dead right. So, um, and are you guys are you guys just over in the Waikato, not that far away? Yeah, yeah. Cambridge, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, even for us while we're making the series, um, 
you know, it's not out of the question if if you can't get on top of it. I mean, it could be a good opportunity for us to actually make. If, like I've got this older dog that we're working with, and we're going to probably make a few videos with her because she's um, she hasn't got a sit. She she pulls on the lead like crazy. She's way over the top with other dogs. She's got tons of issues. Um, uh-huh. And so I can actually make a few videos with her, which are all going to be, um, you know, really good for the remedial section. And instead of showing it all step by step, kind of perfect case scenario with Miko, I can actually show, you know, shortcutting some diff- remedies for those things with an older dog that's got really deeply ingrained. It's all the same stuff, but it's just a faster, different process, you know, with an older dog. Um but yeah, that might even be an option yeah. too, like with your dog in another, say, couple of weeks when we catch up with what we're working on at the moment and get a few videos up. If it doesn't make sort of super awesome sense, like um, transferring the principles that we're using with Miko and the older dog and you're still struggling with it, then it might actually be a really cool opportunity for us to make a, a video on dealing with that with the sort of four or five month old pup if that's something you guys would be open to yeah yeah we definitely are yeah we could look at that um yeah i guess the other thing is it's it's a bit of a strange one because once you learn like for us once we learn sort of cargo's behaviors it's it's good but we can't expect what the other dogs have come up to him we're going to do What's that? Yeah, so, sorry, I, I didn't quite get that. You you mean the other dogs coming in are causing the problem and you can't control that? Yeah, so I guess it's just, um, it, there's two parts for us is sort of understanding what our dog's going to do or our pup's going to do and then sort of reading what the other dog's going to do when they come in to the situation. Yep. Yep, so, so are you finding yourself in a situation a lot where you're sort of out in public working with your pup on the long line and other dogs are just coming coming in off-leash type of thing? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, so we had two of those situations on sort of the one walk a few days ago um, and that's where we've realised sort of Cargo's behaviour is the same regardless of the other dog, so... One of the other dogs was quite a small dog, and then the second one was a much larger dog, and his sort of behaviour is the same. But we can't, but we can't control them coming in because they are free range. Yep. Where he is on the long line. Yep, it can be difficult. Yeah, and that is that is a really good topic to cover too. And I think we t- we spoke about this maybe in a Q and A we did. Um, last weekend or at some stage recently um uh i spoke about this with someone and and we sort of talked about it really briefly yeah we should put that should be a video on the palmico dog guide too how to deal with dogs coming in it's something i've done in in other video series um and it's definitely something we can add to the to the dog guide um because yeah that that is a real challenge when you when for a lot of people you know when you're sort of taking the steps to keep your dog on a long line and under control and you you're trying to do all those right things over the first year so 
you kind of end up with a dog that you can let off the leash to run around and have that freedom without the risk of you know anything going wrong or serious bad habits but while you're trying to do that there's a whole heap of people that aren't eh? yeah yeah so i think for us we want to yeah prioritize getting cargo's behavior right and then sort of yeah understanding what else we can do so that next stage yep how best to deal with it with what with, with other dogs coming in you mean Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I definitely think um, some of these videos coming up will be really useful and we can even catch up for another chat after those and then you can sort of have a look at those. Um, the biggest one is going to be um, a video that we should get it up this week called uh socializing and calm handling with miko and in that video i'm basically going over really fine tuning the hand handling a dog to get it to calm down and stop jumping up and the super super subtle things that you can do wrong that will cause a pup to keep jumping up and it's the exact same Mm -hmm. It's the exact same sort of timing, reading and timing and handling issues that cause a dog to not calm down around other dogs, to stay intense, keep whining, keep barking and jumping and just full on wanting to go. That's like the the pattern that my cousin's got into with this dog we were filming today. He just wasn't quite hitting the mark with his timing and handling and she was just doing this whole jumping, barking, whining, pulling thing any time a dog got within 200 metres kind of thing, you know, and she was just going straight to level 10, just going ballistic. And really, long story short, we had her, and we filmed it all today, I I had her sitting really nice and calm and making eye contact and going really good just by changing the timing and some of the ways I was handling her. Um, and I think those principles of getting the timing bang on and, and in the video we're doing with Miko, I'm talking about adding a whole new layer to the pressure and praise principle. So far in the Palmiko dog guide, we've really only talked about putting pressure on what you don't want and praise on what you do want. But then there's a whole nother layer to that where you can actually well it's it's it goes from just putting pressure on what you don't want and praise on what you do want to the timing of releasing pressure as well so you might hold pressure on and then as soon as the dog does the right thing remove the pressure and really just fine-tuning the reading and responding to really small subtle indications of the dog you know how we do you remember the part about correcting the thought That's what it is, and and like straight away with my cousin today with his dog, and this is a, something that that's been happening for five years. You know, um, he was just way too late. She was telling him way before, she, uh, 
way before she got to the point where he would actually react. So if she sees another dog 100 metres away, her ears would prick up and she'd start whining quietly and leaning into the leash. And he's just standing there doing nothing. And he's waiting until she Mm -hmm. actually starts fully launching before he does anything. And then when he did do something, he was just pulling her back and saying, no, don't, no. And then as soon as she stopped, he'd do nothing then as well. When really what he needed to do was as soon as her body language changed from relaxed standing there to the slightest bit of intensity, even in what, if that's what's correct in the thought, as soon as she thought about going ballistic at this other dog, that all starts just with the turn of the head and a shift of the ears. That's where I was correcting her up, giving her a little check, telling her to sit back down. And the other huge key was as soon as she was relaxed, I was giving her a big pat. He was only telling her what he didn't want her to do. He wasn't telling her what she should do instead. And mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. Yeah, it's really important, and it's yeah, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be so hard to explain. Um, yeah, over the phone, but um, and it's this, it'll be the exact same thing with, it'll be the exact same principles that'll fix this thing with your pup. Um, he'll be giving you indicators that he's going to do it, and you're not re- probably not responding to them soon enough. And you may be waiting until he's like really hooking into it. Do you think that that might be happening? Yeah, possibly. Um, it is hard to know because he does start calm. Um, so we, we look at him and watch him with his sort of calm, you know, sniffing and checking, checking the other dogs out. And then it's kind of a very quick switch. And I yeah. guess as long as we can get that timing right, um, it probably will help a lot. It's just sort of picking when he's going to do it. Yeah, and that's it. And long line on. And remember, no, it's it's like those principles from that video with Odin. It's um, no pressure on the long line. It's always nice and loose. But you're ready. And the second he switches, and and it's it's good that you say it's like a switch, and you can see that point where it just switches. That's where you want to put the pressure on and give him a check, command of disapproval. So check on the long line, ah, no, ah, you know. And and like working with, um, oh, what was his name? Bo, Bo, this big girl today. Um, you know, the first couple of times that she started really going for it, she'd launch forward, I'd go up and check her back. And then she'd launch forward, and it was sort of three times. Like, she'd jump forward, I'd go up, 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 about three times. And then the third time, I pulled her back, and she sort of went to flinch forward. And as soon as she just sort of um, thought twice about it, because she knew I was just going to check her again, that's the first time that she's thinking about, oh, actually, I don't know if I, what, you know, I don't know if I will. I might just stand here. And be normal. And that's when I give her a pat. So that's marking what I do want. So the check is saying, no, don't do that. And it's really important as soon as she does it that I do it. 
And then, and it's the exact same thing. As soon as I see the first sign of her thinking about not doing it, I start rolling the praise on. And then she'd jump forward again. I go, no. And then she'd relax for half a second. I go, good girl. So it's just like really marking what you don't want with instant pressure. And as soon as you see the slightest glimpse of them, of them going in the right direction, all the pressure comes off. Release, that's what I mean by releasing pressure. And the timing of releasing the pressure and then praise back on. Um, and then, yeah. Does any of that sort of make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, it does. Mm. So, yeah, I, I think <clears throat> that would be my plan is we'll get these videos up this week. Um and you guys can have a watch of those and then we'll touch base again. You can even flick me a message. We'll send out an email when we post them up so everyone that's sort of following the dog guide knows. Um, you can jump in and have a look and then um, I'll flick you a message and just say, does any of that help? And I'll even um, I'll even make the videos. I'll write, the, I'll write them up um, with this in mind too, you know. Yeah, no, that sounds good. Yeah, and hopefully um, we can we can have a watch and then sort of implement and let you know the feedback too. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, I, I, I'd be super confident. What like whatever's happening, we'll, we'll definitely sort it out though. Yeah. 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 No, awesome. It's, it sounds like a, a good idea. And as I say, it's going to be, it's going to be great to see it visually. Um, and then, yeah, just use use those skills um, on, on our part. Yeah, it's all the exact same principles, you know. Yeah. And, I mean, it's the same thing. It's the exact same thing. It, it's just, yeah, I think it'll work fairly well. Um, yeah, so we'll get, we'll get these videos up, like I say, probably this week. We'll touch base, see how you're going with that. And if you get stuck after that, yeah, we'll just pretty much do whatever it takes. It's pretty, it's handy that you're not that far away. And we can even do a, we can even catch up for a bit of a one-on-one. And um, if you're getting really stuck and then if you, if you want to let us um, film it, then we can chuck a couple of shots and talk about it in the dog guide too. It's up to you guys, but um, either way, we're, we're keen to, do whatever we can to help you sort it out. Awesome, thank you. Now it sounds really, really good. Okay. Oh, sure. Um, hey, can I ask you? Can I ask you a question while we're on the phone? Sure. Do you have any sort of um, tips? So, with our pup, he he cries a lot. Um, so if we put him outside, he cries, and then if we sort of put him in a, so he sleeps through the night and then we take him outside and then put him back in his crate and he just cries mm. um, and it's he's yeah he's very relentless so we we can put him you know outside or in his crate for over an hour mm. with, um, also climb the the foot with the arm and then walk away um, so we do that as well but for some reason we're just He's relentless. We're just struggling with his crying. <laughs> yeah, no effect. So you get trying to give a command of disapproval, and he's just—it's just—he's just not even batting an eyelid, sort of thing. 
Yeah, okay. How long it, have you created him right from the start, or are you sort of playing catch up a bit with it, or what's what's sort of the full story on his his crating? Um, he's been created from the start. So we've actually not really had any issue with him. It's um, I guess it's more so early hours in the morning. Oh, okay. Yeah. So so he so when he starts, so you put him in the crate at night and go to bed and he's all right and he sleeps through to a certain point and then just starts up yeah yeah so he um we try to get to him obviously before he starts crying the first time mm. and then we'll let him out um basically just through the bathroom not really giving him any attention yeah we'll put him back in and then once he goes back in that's when he really starts yeah kate um, how often does he start up on his own before you get to him? Like, you know, you said you try to get to him before he starts up. Um, maybe, maybe twice a week. It, it kind of varies when we, um, it's like, you know, our alarms in the morning, whether he gets up before that or, yeah. or us before him. Yeah. Because um, one idea, and it's depending exactly like your time frames and things, um, because, you know, young pups do have small bladders, you know, and um, they do struggle. Some, and, and every dog's different. Um, Miko was really good, and actually bitches tend to be better than dogs on this too. Um, I, I don't know why, but um, they can be anyway. Huge generalization, but I've found, um, you know, female dogs easier to sometimes easier to crate train or they just seem to hold it better i don't know why if it's something to do with the fact that you know they den with pups or whatever i don't know but um she come on really quick like that and just easily started sleeping right through the night um but some pups need to go to the bathroom sooner you know and um they can't sleep right through the night and no matter what you do they're just not going to do it, you know, because they're going to be busting and then that, that's going to start them up. And um, mm-hmm. and it can be tricky too when their breaking point is right around the time you get up. So sometimes they make it through, other times they don't. And, uh, you know, sometimes they'll just start whining before you get to them. When, when I hit that with a pup, my best way of countering that is to go, is there like a window that he wakes up? So he might, like, what's the, is there like a point that he always sleeps through to and then he'll wake up like sometime after a certain time? Um, it's kind of between 5, and 6. Um, yeah. Yeah, kind of, it does vary, but that's sort of his point. So... About six o'clock is when one of us is up with him to take him out for his, you know, for the first bathroom. Yeah. Um. So it's it's quite it's quite early. Yeah. Is, uh, this isn't this isn't going to be a solution you're going to be super stoked with, but um, this is the best solution for that is if a pup isn't sleeping right through the night yet, 
and I'm in, getting in that position where it's whining and then it's busting so it's going to have to get let out and it's not going to be quiet until it gets let out because it's busting then that's sort of that situation where now you have to go to it and when you go when it starts whining and now you have to go to it you're teaching it to whine to get let out of the crate and um and that's obviously a cycle that you really want to avoid so again (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is probably the last thing you want to hear, but this is honestly the best solution for it until he gets a little bit older and he can hold it properly. And this is the best way to get it moving in the right direction is go, okay, if he's always good till, say, five, then I'll set an alarm for two or three and get up, let him out for 10, go to the bathroom and back in. And hopefully that tips the scale a little bit and now he'll sleep from when he goes back in at two or five ten past two right through to when you guys normally get up because he's not going to be busting mm-hmm. um and and the other thing with that too is if you're trying to get them to sleep right through when they're not quite ready for it yet because it's just a physical thing eh? he's only a little pup and and it can be actually your feeding routine too um sometimes you can feed them a little bit earlier in the evening if you feed them later they're gonna they're gonna eat and then they want to drink after they eat sometimes that can help you get stretch it out a little bit too um but to completely eliminate it, to completely eliminate that situation where you're getting stuck and he's whining and you have to let him out while he's whining, which is teaching him to whine in the crate and you're getting on some pretty shaky ground there. Uh, and then that's going to crop up other places and he's going to learn like, oh, I'm sick of it. I'll just start whining and get out of the crate. And that can be a real slippery slope. Um, I'll just go, right, I'm just going to try getting up for a few nights too, way before. And the thing is with that too mm-hmm. is... When you do that and you go to them and let them out to go to the bathroom before they're normally ready, then he'll actually be, you're waking him up and he'll be like, oh, what the hell, I was asleep. So, and he'll be all sleepy eyed, like not even ready. And you've almost got to like encourage him to come out and go outside into the cold. Then he'll be way more likely to go back in and go back to sleep because he's used to sleeping at that time. And then if you've um, been proactive about it, you've dragged him out into the cold made him go to the bathroom, he's wanted to go back to sleep because he's used to sleeping, then he'll be really likely to sleep through to when your your alarm goes off and you and then again he slept right through the night without um without whining, you know. So um that's the key. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I think we'll, we'll give it a go um, and sort of persevere with it for a week or so and see how he's mm. doing. Um, kind of, yeah, yeah, no, we'll try. <laughs> kind of sucks getting up in the middle of the night though, right? Yeah, well, we started out when we first got him and that's what we were doing. We were up sort of a couple of times and we thought we had finally sort of cracked it with him and then... Yeah, no, when he goes back in sort of in the early hour in the morning, that's when he thinks it's ready, ready to get up and 
yeah, his, his whining starts. It's, it's impressive, really. <laughs> yeah, he really goes for it, eh? Is, yeah, is, yeah. Is that the... I guess... And... <laughs> we've got a, um, it's also... we've got a delay. Oh, yeah. We've got a delay in the audio here, eh? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. You go. <laughs> no, I think that also just leads to what you mentioned earlier is that um, it might be where his whining when we come outside is coming from as well. So I think if we can, yeah, really, really crack it on the head now, um, hopefully, you know, it's in all aspects of him. Yeah, because because if you are if for whatever reason he's getting put in the situation where he's he's had his seven or eight hours sleep or whatever it is you know and he can't sleep anymore or he's busting, and what can actually happen too is, let's say, he's just managing to hold hold it for say seven hours and then he's busting like five or six a.m. and you're like man I'm not ready to like six is me but he's waking up at at five some mornings he might be waking up because he's busting to go to the bathroom um and but then once he's actually woken up busting whined for two minutes and then gone out then he's awake and he can't get back to sleep but if you had have got him up at two or three and he had gone to the bathroom and he's not getting woken up because he's busting he might actually just sleep another hour you know what I mean? And and that's actually, that's why I just get proactive about it and go, okay, if my if a pup's not quite making it right through, then then I start initiating the earlier break before they start whining. And then that's actually often the best tool to get them to start sleeping in in the mornings. And then as they get a bit of age, they can hold it longer and I can just try sleeping through one morning and, and you just get to the point where one morning they'll just sleep right through, even if you don't get up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is, but is he, when you're, so you're trying to do the whole moving his crate around to different areas and when you do that, he's having a wine too. Um, no, so when, Whenever it goes in the crate, so we, we've been moving it sort of around the house and we put it outside and stuff, he's absolutely fine to go in it. And if he's not quite tired, he'll just sit in it quite comfortably, you know, quietly. And it's just for some reason, it's just this morning, this morning whining. Yeah. And it's the only really time he does it. When, you le- when you're letting him out in the morning, is he going straight to the bathroom? How many hours sleep do you reckon he's getting? What time is he settling in? Um, uh, so we kind of put him in this crate. So his last sort of bathroom break outside is between 10 and 10.30 at night. And yeah. Yeah, and that gets him through to about 5.36 in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, so he's doing, he, he's doing about seven or eight hours sleep. And some mornings he's going, he's, he's going, seven's enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So it might be, yeah, it'll be one of the two. It'll be the bathroom thing that's waking them up. <clears throat> Another thing might be just trying to get a, just trying to sap a bit more energy out of them too. Um, going for a bigger walks or something like that. But um, hey, male GSPs are towards the top of the scale of uh, energy, intensity, you know what I mean? Waking up early, let's go do something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah no, we, we get that. And we've only, sort of, we've only just been able to take him out for walks and stuff. So I think that is, um, it's helping tire him out because I think we had, we had a few more issues earlier on when he was sort of, you know, just stuck around the house. But now we're walking him, he's much better, a lot more calmer and stuff in the evenings. Yeah, sweet. <clears throat> another um like a real go-to for me if say if someone's in a situation where they haven't been crating at all or haven't been kenneling and and they've found themselves in a situation where all of a sudden they have to crate or kennel their dog and they're putting you know a eight nine ten month old dog or even a two or three year old dog in a kennel for the first time and it's just going absolutely ballistic and it's a real sort of remedial training thing trying to sort out a dog that's yeah, basically been set up to have serious issues with separation. Um, and there's, there's sort of key things with dealing with that. But um, the first go-to thing is I'll say to people, look, this is what we're going to do and we'll lay it all out. But the first go-to thing is wait for a weekend where you've got heaps of time and get that dog up early, keep them moving all day, wear them out. And then so when you do put them in the crate, they probably are going to have a big blast if they've got real separation anxiety issues. Um, um, but wear them out, wear them out, you know what I mean? And that and that might be a, another little tip that'll just tip him over the point and make him sleep in that extra hour too is, um, you know, if you can't get on top of it this week or something, um, next weekend or choose a weekend or whatever a day when you've got the time and um and if you can sort of yeah just keep them moving all day getting real tired that can be another thing that that is a big thing actually um or if yeah if he's getting a lot of time to sleep um during the day you know what i mean yeah yeah okay cool perfect sweet Awesome. Well, we'll wait. We'll wait to see the um, videos that come up, and sort of yeah, as we say earlier, is, is try that with his socialising, and yeah. we'll keep in touch with how he's getting on. Yeah, sweet. Sounds good. Um, yeah, this is awesome. It's good to have something to work with, you know, um, and this sort of feedback and stuff, and um, that's what's so good. Actually, having people on board while we're still putting these series together because they just end up so much better than us just <clears throat> thinking we know exactly what everyone wants and just making it for like a year and then um, posting it all and everyone's got questions. It's really, we can fill the gaps as we go, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, we actually, we love everything you do and have, yeah, we've found a lot of it, it works very quickly, so... We're really enjoying all the videos. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, we've been flat out sort of 
organizing tons of stuff lately and we're just sort of approaching the point now where we're um yeah really going to start throwing some content into the palmico dog guide um yeah like we haven't been posting anywhere near as much as we would have liked to over the last sort of probably four to six weeks we've only sort of posted a few videos but we really want to start um loading it up from here on out yeah, yeah. Now we'll look forward to it all. Sweet. Oh, thanks for, um, yeah, doing a call and letting us record it. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people find some of this um, really useful too. No worries, and thank you so much. Sweet, no worries. Thanks. We'll talk soon. See you later. See ya. Sweet. Um, thanks, Leash. That was a good little call. Gives us plenty to do. Sweet, guys. See you later.